Hello, welcome to episode 16 of Academy Days, a podcast of fiction stories for teen girls. I am your host and author, Judith. Enjoy! Academy Days, episode 15, The Librarian. Lacey Winters stared into the open refrigerator and wondered how to tell her mother what had been worrying her ever since chapel yesterday, what had plagued her thoughts all through her morning devotions. Suppose Grey was right. Suppose God had used Grey as his messenger. She grabbed the carton of orange juice and turned to face her mother, who sat at the bar eating cereal and reading some kind of newsletter. Mom? Hmm? Mom flipped the letter over, and Lacey caught a glimpse of a photo taken of the missionary family they were always praying for at church. Mom? Yes, Lacey. Mom, the other day in chapel, Mr. Dawkins said that God sometimes uses our talents to show us our calling. That's right. Mom lowered the newsletter. Well, Gray and I were talking about it at lunch. And she says, I'm probably going to be a librarian because of how I like to read so much. Then, when I walked into the school library yesterday afternoon, I got this sort of feeling. I'm afraid, Lacey hugged the orange juice, that God is going to make me come back to ECA and be the school librarian. That doesn't sound so bad. But Lacey, God doesn't make you do anything. He... Lacey waved her hand. It's not the library that worries me. I could read all day. No problem. It's how I'm ever going to meet a guy. If I'm stowed away in a library... I think librarians do more than read all day, Lacey, and men do go to libraries. Men like Ira. But who would want to marry a guy like Ira? Who wouldn't want to marry me? Her older brother entered the kitchen and came over to the refrigerator. He leaned an elbow on his sister's shoulder and peered in at the shelves of food. Mom, do we have any bacon? See? Lacey shrugged out from beneath her brother's elbow and clunked the orange juice down onto the counter. He's nerdy, conceited, and he would probably wear bacon cologne if it existed. Absolutely, Ira said, opening a bag of sliced cheese. He stuffed a piece into his mouth. Lacey gazed at her brother. How was it possible to be so... What was the word she'd read yesterday? Gauche. Rude and uncouth. Lacey, just let the Lord know you're willing to do whatever he asks you to. He'll take care of the guy issue. She's just worried because Corin never goes to the library unless he has to, Ira said. Mom, bacon? In the freezer, Ira. If you try to cook it now, you'll be late for school. Make yourself some eggs this morning. We'll have bacon Friday. Mom folded the newsletter and slid it back into its envelope. Lacey, God isn't looking for ways to make you dread the future. Just trust him with this, okay? Lacey slid a piece of bread into the toaster. Okay. She closed her eyes. She could see herself now, sitting behind that desk that Mr. Hurst always ruled from, alone. 
the only cute men in her life would be the ones she'd find in the pages of the latest novel. A tear bubbled against her eyelid. She's crying over her burnt toast, Ira said. Lacey opened her eyes and grabbed the toast tongs. Leave me alone, Ira, she snapped. She checked the toast. It wasn't even brown. I think what God would really love to see is two siblings who actually get along, Mom said. It's just our way of bonding, Ira said, flipping his five-egg omelet. Maybe, Mom said, but a little sincere affirmation wouldn't hurt every once in a while. Lacey tugged on the scrunchie around her wrist with her teeth. Suppose Mr. Hurst suffered every day of his life as the school librarian. Maybe she should do something to help him. Do unto others. Someday she hoped somebody would help her when she was locked behind that desk, telling people to be quiet all day long. The back patio door opened and Dad came into the kitchen carrying empty breakfast dishes. Good morning, all. Stop chewing on your hair accessories, Lacey, he said. He kissed Mom. Best strawberry jam you ever made. Mom smiled. Dad, Lacey said, if Mom had worked in a school library, do you think you would have ever met her? Dad guffawed. Guffawed? No, Ira chortled. Lacey retrieved her toast. So that was it then. God was calling her to be single, too. Mom cleared her throat. Lacey, I have an assignment for you. Lacey plunked her plate onto the counter. I thought you refused to homeschool me. I do, Mom said. You'll do this at school in one of your study halls instead of reading a book. The toast went all clumpy in Lacey's mouth. Not reading a book in study hall was like, like, stealing forty-five minutes of serenity from an otherwise sea-tossed day. Like, forbidding a brownie after a broccoli casserole meal. Like, I want you to research what it means to be a librarian. Oh, well, maybe that wasn't such a bad idea. Besides, if she was going to help Mr. Hurst... She would need to go to the library anyway. And what's more, Mom lifted her chin as she looked across the room at Dad where he stood with a refilled cup of coffee. Your father would have gone to the ends of the earth to find me, even into a library. Dad grinned. Oh, definitely. That afternoon, Lacey went downstairs to the library and into the fiction section. She arranged an opening in the row of books to observe Mr. Hurst from behind the shelving. He hardly ever smiled, stared at his computer screen a lot, and the only books he ever glanced at were two checked out by Nora Argine. Nora must have seen Lacey and gave her a what-a-strange-child-you-are look when Lacey gave her a tiny wave. Lacey stopped peering between the books and scanned the spines nearby for something to inspire Mr. Hurst to add joy to his day. She grabbed one of her favorites, labeled a Regency Romance. It was advertised as taking place in Jane Austen's world, but Lacey found it way easier to read than the original classics. It involved fancy dresses, drawing room drama, 
and a romance of instant loathing that turned into irresistible attraction. She carried the book to the counter. Hello, Mr. Hurst. Her voice sounded like that one time she'd visited an old Sunday school teacher in the nursing home. She'd felt such pity for Mrs. Ethel, all skinny in her hospital bed. Lacey had gone for a calming note in her voice then. She used it now. How are you doing today? Mr. Hurst smiled. Such a weak smile. I'm fine, Miss Winter, checking out reluctant dinner partners again. Lacey smiled. He remembered. He was probably longing to read it. The girl on the front was very beautiful in a white gown and a blue ribbon laced through her blonde curls. Of course, the man in the background was gorgeous beyond words in that dark, forbidding way that Mr. Hurst could never achieve in a million years. Mr. Hurst, Lacey said, have you ever read it? I mean, I'd be willing to wait to check it out if you want to read it first. For a moment, Lacey thought maybe Mr. Hurst was choking back a sob of gratitude, but the way his neck moved, he also could have been trying not to gag. Thank you, Miss Winters, but I'm already in the middle of a book. Please, enjoy. He pushed it towards her with one extended finger. Lacey picked it up and watched as Mr. Hurst squirted some hand sanitizer into his palm. You don't like it, Lacey said, dropping all nursing home decorum in one loud blurt. Mr. Hurst looked up. Well, it's not my preferred genre, no. What's wrong with it? Lacey asked, hugging the book. It's a beautiful genre. What did genre mean again? Generally speaking, if I read fiction, I like it to include action, scientific discovery, spying, or accurate historical portrayals. This isn't accurate? Lacey asked. Mr. Hurst glanced around as if he'd rather help somebody find an obscure article in one of the periodical files stowed on top the high shelves. But Lacey was standing on shaky ground, and she had to know. Mr. Hurst? He sighed and reached out a hand for the book. First of all, he tapped the front cover. A girl wearing that much makeup in Regency England would be considered a woman of ill repute. Lacey blushed. Second, Mr. Hurst fluttered the pages of the book and finally pointed. What does that say? Lacey read the word he was pointing to. Okay, she squinted. Okay? What's wrong with okay? No one in Regency England would have used that pattern of speech, Mr. Hurst said. The same is true for, he fluttered the pages again, no way, no problem, and whatever. Are you saying it's a bad book? Lacey actually felt herself tremble. No. Mr. Hurst closed the book and handed it back to her. I'm just telling you why I don't prefer reluctant dinner partners. He coughed. Also, the main character, Anthea, spends a lot of time pretending she doesn't like Mr. Fairchild. 
A very obnoxious attitude, if you ask me. Lisi turned away and secluded herself in one of the computer carousels. Never again would she ask Mr. Hurst to review one of her favorites. She could only imagine what he would say about a peasant princess. She pushed her checked-out book into her bag, resisting the urge to flip to one of her favorite passages. Then she searched the web about becoming a librarian. Words like science, leadership, database, and business kept scrolling across her screen. Lacey couldn't quite get past those words to figure out what exactly she'd have to study. Surely a person who was going to shelve books all day wouldn't have to lead people. The idea was ridiculous. Happy birthday! Someone blared song into the quiet of the library, and Lacey watched as a woman pushed through the library doors bearing some kind of dessert flaming with lit candles. The woman was blonde and petite and looked energetic, even when juggling food, flames, and three balloons. Other students started to join in the song. Lacey could only stare as the woman went up to Mr. Hurst, put down the dessert, leaned across the counter, and kissed him on the lips. She dished him up some cake, poured two glasses of punch, toasted him, and said, "'To the best librarian in the country!' May you continue to reign over the bookshelves of ECA for another twenty years to come. Kids started crowding around, congratulating Mr. Hurst and taking the cake. Mrs. Hurst passed out on little blue plates. She kissed him again and then left. Five minutes. That's all it had taken to turn Lacey's assumptions upside down. Not only was Mr. Hurst happily married and not doomed to singleness— but he planned to stay as ECA librarian long into the future. Lacey picked up her bag and left the library. Maybe she'd bring up this whole calling thing at the next mentorship meeting because, right now, she had no idea what God had been trying to tell her in the last 24 hours. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. A thank you to all reviewers, including HappyFace57 and Lollipop334. Thanks for your support. Bye.